party. Welcome to Make Christmas Count. Yes, we're talking about Christmas before Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. <laughs> For those of you who don't know me, my name is Mary Secret, and I get to be part of the leadership team here at Epiphany Station. And yes, we're going to be talking about Christmas today and for the next several weeks. And we're going to dive into what Christmas means, what it's about, what's the purpose, and what part we play in that. So with that, I'm going to invite a couple of people up here. Um, You in the pink and you in the glasses, come on up. I'm pretending like they didn't know that they were coming up, but they did. (laughs) This is my daughter, Charlie, and my son, David. Uh And they have no idea the questions that I'm about to ask them. Are you guys nervous? Yeah. A little bit? Check, check. Oh, there we go. All right. So we'll start with you. What's your name again? David. Do you want to hold this? Sure. Okay. How old are you? Ten. So how many Christmases have you had in your life? Nine. <laughs> good math. Close. Okay, good. Good job. All right. So can you tell me... You close your ears so you don't know what's coming up. Okay. Can you tell me... What is one Christmas present you got last year? Uh, a phone. Did you? Yeah. Oh, he remembered! I think he was going to remember. Okay, you got a phone. Can you tell me one thing that you ate at Christmas last year? Um... <laughs> you don't remember? Yeah. It's really important, though. <laughs> you don't remember? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing! I love it. All right, Charlie, you ready? Okay. Okay. Here you go, you can hold this. How old are you? I'm 11 years old. How many Christmases have you had in your life? 10 or 11. Am I, is it supposed to be 11? You have 11 Christmases when you're 11? Okay, I don't know. Oh, it doesn't, yeah, it's different. Okay, well, obviously, (laughs) I don't teach them, that's really good. Um, Okay, so, can you name one Christmas present that you got last year? Uh, no. (laughs) She can't remember anything? No. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember any like thing you ate at Christmas? Um, maybe a cookie. <laughs> I don't even remember. I don't remember either. Okay. Thank you. Good job. You guys can leave. Everyone's give them a hand. You guys did good. All right. I love Christmas. I love all the things that we do on Christmas, the food that we eat, the presents, all of that, um, the time that we get to spend together, the time off of work that we get, all of those things that come along with Christmas. I love it. But it makes me question sometimes when we have questions like this and we can't even remember what happened or what gift we got or what food we ate or what conversations we had. It makes me wonder if we are really making Christmas count, if Christmas is really mattering. I don't know if that's the way to say that, but if Christmas matters, there we go, that's better. I'm wondering that, because Christmas should matter, it should count for something, and I love all those things, but those are things that we can do any day of the year. It doesn't have to be on Christmas, so what is it about Christmas that we've celebrated every year for centuries and centuries that most cultures know about, and most cultures um, celebrate in whatever fashion, what is it about Christmas, and what does it have to do with faith? Ooh, we got someone who wants to answer, all right. I'll ask you later, okay? All right, good. What is it about Christmas that is so important? What does it have to do with faith and church and, the, and God and all of those things? And so that's what we're going to be talking about, and we're actually going to get into the Bible, and we're going to talk about the Christmas story, which I absolutely love. If you know me, I love stories, and so this is one of my favorite stories, and I have some people that I love how they share this story, and so we're going to share that with you right now. 
Mary. She was doing laundry, and then the angel just appeared, and she was really scared. So Gabriel was like, Mary, you're going to have, what? Mary, you're gonna have a baby. I, you're gonna have a baby. You will call him Jesus. And then Mary was like, I'm not gonna have a baby yet. I'm only a teenager. I'm not married. Then the angel Gabriel told Joseph that Mary is not lying. She, you are having a new baby. And so they met up. They went to Bethlehem. Ham, which was Joseph's old town. They ride a donkey. <laughs> a camel. Oh yeah, a camel. She said, this donkey's fast. They tried to go to a hotel and they asked the keeper um, for a place to stay. The keeper said, we have no rooms. Literally, no rooms. <laughs> so Mary and Joseph walked away sadly, but then he said, the only place and here in Bethlehem, that that you can stay stay is a staple. And then he just pointed the way they followed. When the shepherds were taking care of the sheep, then they saw angels. The angel said, "A new baby is getting born, who is king of the Jews." The angel was singing. camp out at night. And then the wise men heard about it. And then a star appeared. We should probably follow that star. It's pointing down to the barn. So maybe we should follow it. Maybe. So the wise men went to Jesus. They gave them gifts. A stuffed animal, like a hippo one. And I have home. Some diapers, and some wipes. And I don't know how I would survive in that barn. Too stinky, too crowded, and ugh. I think he probably pooped because the room was very smelly. Thank you for coming. He's adorable. He's gonna be our best friend. I love you, and you're the best baby I ever seen. There, I said. <laughs> Baby is gonna change the world. <laughs> I love that. I love it. You're my best friend. That new baby's gonna change the world. Like it's all. You're the best baby in the world. I love that. It's awesome. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna get into the Bible and we're gonna look into the story. And they did a great job of telling it. But let's look into um, specifically two different um, perspectives of two different groups that were a part of that very first Christmas. Two different social structures, very, very different people. And those are the shepherds and the kings. And I often wonder, like, kind of what, what's their part? How come they got to be there? Like, what's the deal? I wanted to be there. Like, it's super cool. But what, why did God have them there? 
And what is their importance? And so that's what we're going to look into, is the shepherds and the kings. And so if you have a Bible, you can turn to Matthew 2, and we're going to read out of that. If you don't have a Bible, we have a whole bunch of them in the lobby that you can take for free. We just want to make sure you have one. And we're going to get into it. So Matthew 2, verses 1 says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem. Where is the newborn king of Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. So at this time, um, the king who was there, King Herod, was really disturbed, and he's like, what is going on? I'm the king. What are they talking about? And so they questioned him. They brought in some priests, and they, and they wanted to confirm that, in fact, this was happening. And they did. And so in verse 9, it says, After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem and went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And so they were super excited because they saw that star, and they found this king. And so I want you to remember, wise men, when we say wise men, we're talking about the kings. I, was, I used to be confused about that growing up. Like, is it the wise men or is it the kings? And, and where they were, that was coincided. That was the same. It was wise men, kings, the same power, um, the same social structure. So um, let's go on to the shepherds. In Luke uh, chapter 2, verses 8. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. And the angel went on to say that the Savior, that Messiah, is born. And so um, these things happened to these people, these very not normal things. So with the kings, this star was showing them, was being redirected and showing them where the Messiah was. I don't know about you, but I get excited when I see a shooting star. I'm like, whoa. So crazy. It feels like it's not a natural thing, right? But these people, they saw, they've been watching the stars for months, and they saw a, diff- a star that was being redirected and showed them something different, and they were like, I will, that's crazy. That's unnatural. That is not normal. And the shepherds, they had this angel that came in front of them and was telling them stuff. That is not normal. I don't know what I would be like if that happened. I want it to happen, but I don't know what I would be like. I pro- probably would be scared just like they were, and they would have to say, don't be scared. If you feel that there's something amazing happening, you're going to be joyful about it, and go on and tell me the message. That's crazy. That's so crazy. And it's, it's not natural. It's abnormal. And I would say that it was supernatural. That was something from God. It was something very, very supernatural. And we could say that it happened or it didn't happen. We're, very, we're people of logic. We can say that that's a true statement. It either happened or it didn't happen. It's true or it's not true. It's a lie, it's a conspiracy, or this actually happened. And I don't know about you, but when I'm reading the Bible, and I'm reading these different stories, I love stories, sometimes I'm reading it and I think, God, like, did that actually happen? This is kind of crazy. And a little bit of my skepticism, my cynical self kind of comes up and it's like, I just don't know. I don't know if this really happened. So when I read about the star and I read about the angel and I read about the virgin birth, I'm just kind of like, okay, let's just be real. Like, did that really happen? This is something that we know like very well. We know this story, but did it actually really happen? And so when I get that way, when I'm reading the story and I think, mm, I don't know, 
Then I kind of go with it. This is my process. And I say, all right, let's say this is a lie. Let's say this is a conspiracy. Let's go with that. And so this is what we're going to do. So the wise men, the kings, they came up with this conspiracy. They came up with this really good lie that the star is showing them the Messiah and all these things. And so it's a big fat lie. They were so into that lie that they traveled 2,700 kilometers. If you're like me, that is definitely a Maddie, our lead pastor statement, British, because it's kilometers, and I don't know how far that is. So I had to ask, what, what does that mean to me? And that, someone said, it's like from here to New York. Maybe a little bit further than New York. And I'm not very good at geography, but I, can, I know that, so that's good. And I think that's really far to travel to just to tell people about a lie or, to, or whatever, you know? That's a really long ways. So that's how much they would be into that. Also, they had hoped when they got there that no one else was watching the stars because if someone else was watching the stars like they were, then they would be like, hey, that's a lie. I've been watching the stars too and there's nothing like what you're saying. So they had to hope that. Then they also had to hope that people wouldn't laugh them out the door because it's a really long way to travel and when you tell the lie, they laugh you out the door and then you, what are you gonna do? So they had to hope that. Also, they had to hope that people would believe it. They had to like, present it really well, and I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say about that. So let's also talk about the scholars and the leaders of Jerusalem. Because they affirmed the prophecy, they brought in the people, they brought in the priests, even though the King Herod did not want it to be true, they, they must have been in on it too. They had to be in on this lie, because they affirmed that what, what the wise men said, what the king said was true. So that's a little bit bigger, and that's a little bit more complex. And so they also leaked the information out about the meeting, meeting to all of Jerusalem. So all these people knew about it. And even with all of these people knowing about it, they, no one set anyone straight. No one called them out on it. There's nothing in here that says that anyways, and nothing that we can find that anyone called them out on. Everyone was just going with it, and they were going with it. So let's talk about the other group of people, the random dudes on the hill, a.k.a. shepherds. They ditched their night gig when they found out about this. And then they walked through the crowded Bethlehem. They were really excited about this hoax. Then they had to find a stable. And not only did they find a stable, they had to find a stable with a newborn. Not only did they find a stable, find a stable with a newborn, but they had to find a stable with a newborn at the same place that the foreign learned travelers, the wise men, also went to. So like all of this is getting to be complex to me, and so this is my process when I think, eh, I don't think that's true, and then I go with it, I'm like, nah, okay, that's too much work. <laughs> it probably happened. So that's where I'm at, is that this probably happened, because that was a lot of work, and that was very complex to say that it didn't happen. And so, let's say it happened. This really did happen, you guys, this is real. There really was a star that was redirected. There really was an angel that approached the shepherds. There really was a virgin birth. What does that mean? It means that God got together this message that he wanted everybody to hear. That he wanted to get people's attention. And he wanted them to know about this. I want to talk about those wise men, the kings. They are super smart people. They are very wise, like, this, like we call them. They are high in power. They watch the stars. They study the stars. They know their stuff. I am not like that. 
in any way. As you could tell when I was questioning my kids and doing math, I'm not, I'm not smart that way. They ask me to help them with their school and I have to Google everything. Like that's not who I am. But you know what? God knew who they were and he knew that he wanted to get their attention and he knew how to. He knew he was gonna have to do it in a little more difficult way to get their attention. So he redirected a star and they're like, whoa, what's going on? That is interesting to me. That's how we got their attention. Now let's talk about the shepherds. Shepherds, I can relate with a lot more. They needed something flat, like just straight in their face. An angel just come and be really direct and saying, hey, this is happening, go check it out. That's me, that's what I need. And shepherds, in their social status, was on the bottom of the totem pole. You have the kings and the wise men who are like way up high, right? Lots of power, very wealthy. And then you have the shepherds, very lowly. That's me. <laughs> but I get that. I understand that. And that's what God knew. He knew what the shepherds would need to have that message come across. He knew what the shepherds needed to get their attention. They weren't watching the stars. I don't think anyways. So he knew. God needed us to know. He craved for us to know. And to me, these are actions of someone who did everything they could, that wanted as many different people with different languages, with different social statuses, with different doubts, different beliefs, no matter where you came from, no matter what you do in your life, no matter what, he wanted you to know. And he was gonna try to use any message that he could to get it across. Doesn't matter who you are, he wanted you to know this very one thing, that Jesus is coming and that Jesus has come. That's what's gonna make Christmas count if we truly believe that Jesus is Christmas and that Christmas is Jesus. You're here, I'm here, we're here. Because Jesus had a message for us, something that is so, so important. He went all out back then, and that's why the church goes all out today, is to let people know something that is going to change their lives forever, is that Jesus came so that we could have relationship with God. God wants that. He desires that with us. He designed us to have a relationship with him. And while we spent our time walking away from him, antagonizing him, divorcing ourselves from him, he was taking steps, he was taking major steps so that we could understand. He took a step that came into form on earth here that we would understand, that we would recognize so that no matter what, we could always come back to him. No matter what, we want, he wants that relationship with us. He did all these crazy things so that we could have that. And so I know that there's some people here that maybe don't believe that, don't believe the angels, don't believe the virgin birth or anything like that. I want to thank you, first of all, for being here because I think that takes guts to come to a place like this when you don't really believe anything. But I also want to ask a question. I'm sure you've asked yourselves, why? Why don't you believe? What's not cooking? What's not making sense? And if you have asked yourself that, I, I, I'm wondering if you're willing to let us know. You can do that by filling out one of the connection cards up here or back there, filling it out, and we'll get a hold of you. Or you can just strike up a conversation with us today, too. It's not because we want to prove you wrong. It's because we want to understand where you're coming from. And then there's those of us here today that believe this. We do believe Jesus. We do believe that he came so that we could be free and that we could have a relationship with God. We, we believe that there was a star that was redirected. We believe that there's angels. We believe it. And we're the ones that I want to challenge the most today. Because we do say we believe. But that also means that we're the reasons that Christmas hasn't counted. 
that Christmas hasn't mattered. Because if we really do believe all of this, I think things would be a lot different today. Christmas would be different. Lives would be different. Our daily lives would be different. Our focus would be different if we truly, truly believe that God did all of these things just to have a relationship with us. Would we wake up in the morning and say, hey, what's up, God? I want you to be a part of my day. I want you to be a part of my focus. I'm going to invite the worship team to come on up. And every week at Epiphany Station, we have these things called next steps. And today I want to challenge us to make Jesus the focus of everything till Christmas. And forever, really. But if we can just focus until Christmas in everything that we do, that we would focus on Jesus. So I'm talking about like our free time. Let's focus on Jesus. I'm talking about the movies that we watch. Let's focus on Jesus. The music that we listen to. Let's focus on Jesus. The things that we read. Let's focus on Jesus. The conversations we have. The food that we eat. The people that we're with. How can we focus all that more on Jesus than we have before? The gifts, the presents that we're buying. How can we focus that on Jesus? How can that help other people focus on Jesus? And I believe if we all do that, Things are going to be different, and Christmas is definitely going to count. Christmas is definitely going to matter more this year than it ever has before. So the worship team is going to lead us in a song of response. And the song that they're singing is called Great I Am, that God is so great. And he wants to be with us, and we want to be with him. We want to be close to him. And so as we sing that, I just want you to think about those words. Is it true for you? Is it real for you? We're also going to have some people up here that are, going to, that are here to willing to pray with you. So if there's any situations or circumstances that you have that you really need prayer, they're here for that. If you know people who need prayer, you can come on up and they'll pray for that as well. Let's pray. God, I just thank you so much for everything you've done for us. The extents that you've gone so that we can have a relationship with you. Lord, we're thankful this morning. And God, I just pray that you would help us focus on you in everything that we do. In your name we pray, amen.